You're listening to Raw and Real, a podcast for everyone dealing with loss. Join your host, Linda Piazza, as she and her guests share their experiences, knowledge, and heart when dealing with the tough topics of loss along life's journey. Our goal, whether you're dealing with a loss of a relationship, loss of health, loss of life, or loss of self, is to invite you to the table for our weekly conversation and provide some comfort in knowing that you're not alone in your grief. Now, here's your host, Linda Piazza. Hello, and welcome back to Ron Real Podcast. I'm your host, Linda Piazza, and every week we're going to have real conversations about loss, all forms of loss, and this week we are going to talk about craving the conversation. This podcast has been created with intention and a lot of care for people who are going through a numerous amount of losses in their lives. Stay tuned for this episode of Ron Real. Have you ever gone to pick up the phone to call somebody because there's been an event or something happened in your life or something that you thought about and you're like, I need to call my mom or I need to call my sister or I need to call my dad. Have you ever experienced craving that conversation with an ex-spouse or with somebody you were close friends with that you are no longer friends with, or that business partner that you had because you have this great idea about something and then you realize that that partnership has been dissolved and that's not a person you can talk to anymore. Have you ever had the craving of a conversation that you can no longer have? This week's topic is about craving the conversation, that lonely cup of coffee. When you sit down and you realize that the conversation that you want to have with the person that you want to have it with is not available anymore. You're not able to have it regardless of whether it's because they have passed away or because you are no longer friends with them or because you're no longer married to them or because the business partnership has been dissolved. Whatever the case is, there are times that are happening in your life, things are happening in your life where without thinking for a split second, you go to pick up that phone to call that person and realize you can't for whatever reason, how to handle that and the difficulties around it, because there are difficulties around it. There is a reminder of that loss each time you go to do that, because sometimes we don't realize right out the gate that that person's not there anymore for whatever reason, for whatever the loss is, we have a tendency to forget that that person's not there. We have a pain around it. There's a pain around it, and we are going to discuss that today. So stay tuned as we discuss craving the conversation. We're going to dive into this topic, craving the conversation. There have been a lot of instances in my life over the past probably 10 or 12 years especially where something's happened in my life, and it's either something really exciting that I want to share with somebody Or I'm having a really bad day and I just want somebody to listen that understands me. Or I have a question on something and the person that I typically would turn to maybe is no longer there anymore. And I realize after I literally go to pick up the phone that I can't do that. Have you had that happen? I don't think you know the pain 
until you crave the conversation with someone who is no longer there. I don't think you realize how difficult that is. And it's almost like when that happens, it's almost like if you're dealing with the death. Okay. So my sister, when I think about her, I know that she's gone. She died six months ago. But there are times within the last six months or within the weeks, days, that something's happened or I think about her and it's like, oh, I need to call Diane. I haven't talked to her in a while. And then the sting happens again. The reminder that she's no longer here comes at that time when I realize she's gone and I can't have a conversation with her. Or on my birthday, she always calls on my birthday And this was my first birthday that she wasn't here. And that phone call didn't come in. And my phone rang all day and my text messages went off and Facebook was crazy. And you're going through and without thinking, you know, as, as I kind of, Hey, you know, talking to people, I'm like, Diane didn't call. That's weird. And then it hit me. Of course she didn't call because she's not here anymore. When those times happen, when that stuff happens, the reminder is really challenging and really painful. And it's almost like getting the news of that loss all over again. There are times when my daughter was pregnant. We found out she was having our first grandchild and I was so excited. And the first thing I thought was, oh my gosh, I've got to tell my mother she is going to be so excited for a split second. And my mother had been gone a few years and I realized I can't call her. She's not here anymore. So the pain again, kind of just gnawed at me and it was pretty emotional that that was something that I was not able to share with my mom was when I was having my first grandchild. So there are lots of times that this is going to happen in your life. You've got, say, friends that you've, you've got somebody you were close, close friends with, and you haven't talked to them in a long time. You've had a falling out for whatever reason, and something happens, and they may be the first person that you think of that you would pick up the phone and you would call to tell that this just happened. And then you stop yourself and you realize that you haven't talked to them a while and you had a falling out. Maybe the friendship isn't something that you can resolve. Sometimes it is. Sometimes you can get past it and work through it. And there are other times you just can't. And that friendship and the lack of being able to pick up the phone and call that friend is a reminder of what you lost. And again, it's painful realizing that you can't pick up the phone and call that person. You probably can, but it's not going to be comfortable. It's not going to be natural. It's going to be awkward. And so you choose not to. And in that case, when you have someone that you were really close to and you had a falling out for whatever reason, and if you have that happen to you more often than you don't, you have the urge and the need and the desire to pick up the phone and tell them something that's happened that's significant in your life and you stop yourself because you haven't talked to them in a while and you had a falling out. 
you might want to re-examine the situation and see if it's salvageable. See if you are able to pick up the phone and have a conversation and say, hey, I'm not sure what happened or this is what happened and I miss you and I miss our friendship and I miss our relationship and can we have coffee? Can we have lunch? Can we talk through this? Because I need you in my life. There are times that you're not able to do that because the person's betrayed you. The person is not somebody that you can trust any longer. And you're reminded of that when you go to pick up the phone to call that person for something that's significant in your life and you realize you can't. That hurt happens all over again, all over again. You realize the betrayal, you realize the hurt, and you go through those emotions again. You may get angry, you may get sad, you may cry, you may yell, you may get really upset over the reminder of what happened in that relationship. You're married and you are no longer married. This person was your person, the person that you told things to and talked to. Something happens and you say you've got children together and something happens regarding the kids. And typically you would pick up the phone and call him or her and say, this just happened. And you realize that that relationship has changed. And while you should be able to call that other person, that significant other who's no longer a significant other when children are involved, there's a lot of times, guys, that that phone call is not possible because there's just either too much bad blood between the two of you, this, that significant other has a spouse that interferes and causes a lot of grief when those kind of conversations take place because sometimes it's not because it's important and it's a conversation you have to have over something that needs to be discussed and a decision needs to be made. Sometimes it's just they took their first steps. They said their first word because believe me, there are times that there are relationships and marriages that end when you've got a newborn at home. There are times that marriages end when you've got somebody dying of a disease and they've got a newborn at home. There are a lot of scenarios and different things that happen that cause that relationship to break up, cause that marriage to end. And when there is somebody on the other side, those phone calls are harder and more difficult. And you as the person who's going through it, it's a consistent reminder of what has happened. The loss in a divorce is a little bit different than a loss of death. I've been divorced twice, married twice, divorced twice. The first divorce was extremely difficult. The second one, day after the divorce, I went on a cruise to celebrate. <laughs> very different marriages, very different relationships, very different recoveries. I didn't really need to recover on the first, the second one. It was I was just glad to be done with it and I was celebrating. But there were things in my first marriage that it, it was painful and it was difficult. And there were a lot of things that went back and forth that were, he was fighting me and I was fighting him even after the fact. Anyway, if, if, if you've got situations like that happening, take a step back, take a deep breath, figure it out and decide 
how it's best to move forward because when you need to make that phone call or there's an achievement in your child's life, you should be able to pick up the phone and call that ex and let them know and not have a whole lot of negative around it. But more times than not, there is negative around it. So that phone call, craving that conversation, looks very different for many, many different people for many, many, many different reasons. I think the craving the conversation that is the most difficult to realize that you can't have is a conversation with somebody who's gone, somebody who has passed away and you you can't. You can't pick up the phone. You can't hear their voice anymore. You can't tell them how you feel. You can't tell them about your achievements. You can't tell them you had a shitty day. Whatever it is that you would want to share with them, you're not able to. And that's tough. That's tough. You know, my best friend died 2003. And I cannot tell you how many times I've tried in the past 16 years, because she's gone, been gone 16 years, that I've gone to pick up the phone over the last 16 years to tell her something and realized she's not here anymore. Did that with my father-in-law, did that with my mom, done that with my dad, my sister, several friends, Nina, Ada, Ruby. I, I mean, endless. It's endless. There's, I've, I've had a lot of losses in my life so I can speak really, really from experience on this topic and the pain that comes with craving that conversation. So probably one of the things that I would like to hit home about is don't wait till somebody dies to crave that conversation. You know, you sit down in the morning, you get up and you're having a cup of coffee Typically, if you had a routine where you would pick up the phone and you would call and talk to somebody that you've lost when you have that cup of coffee in the morning and you can't pick up the phone and you can't talk to them because they're no longer there, that cup of coffee becomes a lonely cup of coffee. Kind of sounds funny maybe, but it's true because the reality of you not being able to have that conversation is really hard. It's like a punch in the gut. It's reliving that loss all over again. And it's it's not something that you have control over. It's not something that you could just shove under the rug and say, not a big deal. I'm over it. Because it's an instant forgetfulness that happens that makes you Think that you can call that person and then there's a reality check that that person's not there anymore, regardless of what the reason is that they're no longer there. Death, divorce, loss of friendship, loss of a business partner, whatever it is, you know that you can't pick up that phone and that is a reminder. And it could happen once every five years. It could happen once every five weeks, once every five months. There's not a consistency of, oh, every couple of weeks I think about so-and-so and I go to pick up the phone and they're not there. It's one of those unconscious, subconscious things that you do that you don't realize until it happens and you have to stop yourself dead in your tracks and you realize they're not there anymore that's tough. What do you do with it? What do you do with it? When that time comes 
and you go to pick up the phone, what do you do with it? Do you pick up the phone and call somebody else? Do you stop dead in your tracks and have a meltdown? Because I've had them. Do you write a letter and you can't have a face-to-face conversation with them, but you might be able to sit down and write a letter to them and tell them in a letter what it is that you're wanting to have a phone conversation with them about. You might be able to just talk out loud and hope that they can hear you. From last week's episode or last week's sermon at church, Heaven is for Real, they talked about you being able to see what's going on down here. So I believe, and according to what the Colton had seen, Colton Burpo had seen, was God was selective and allowed you to see certain things that were happening on earth. And I believe that you could out loud have a conversation with your loved one. And I think they, I think there's a chance they could hear you. So you might not be able to pick up the phone and have that normal conversation that you're used to, where it's a conversation that goes back and forth. You hear them, they hear you. You are going on about something, they're giving you advice, or they're just listening, or they're laughing with you, or whatever the case is. It may not be that way, but you can still talk to them. You can still tell them what you're thinking. You can still tell them how you feel or what that thing is that's exciting. It's, it's not the same thing and it still stinks. No way around it. It still stinks. But there are things I think that you can do to help you overcome some of the pain that comes along with craving that conversation. I cannot tell you how many times I want a conversation again with my mom and dad or my sister or Nina or Ada or Ruby or Dick or my father-in-law, John, or my so, 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 so many times, so many times, I wish I can have just one more conversation with them. And I think that conversations might be different. They might be at a different level than what I've had with them in the past. With Nina, not so much because I had some amazing conversations with her when she was sick and all of the time that we spent at MD Anderson, we went deep into conversations, talked about things that most people don't have the opportunity to talk about. One maybe from fear, one maybe because they don't think about it, or they think tomorrow's going to be here and you can have that conversation the next day. Her and I had some great conversations, and I would say that some of my, it was a rough time sitting in MD Anderson three days a week, going through chemo and all that kind of stuff, but there was also some amazing stuff that came out of it some beautiful conversations, some great time. Some of my best memories with her, some of my best conversations with her were sitting in MD Anderson, having a conversation about life, about families, about kids, about death, about God, about all kinds of things. So I am grateful for those conversations, but I can tell you, wow, I miss them. I miss them. I wish I can pick up the phone and call my mother and listen to her tell me something I'm doing wrong according to what she thinks. I would give anything, 
anything to be able to do that again. I complained about those conversations. I complained about, oh my God, if I got to hear this again, I would love to hear that again. I would love to pick up the phone and call my dad and listen to one of his stories from when he was growing up and telling us some of the crazy things he did when he was a kid or about his bowling and how he bowled or his hunting stories or whatever. He had a lot of stories. My dad was a great storyteller and what I want to give to have that conversation with him again. Ada, <laughs> my crazy Cuban friend, she was colorful and she had some great stories to tell. And there wasn't a time that I wasn't with her that I didn't laugh till I almost peed my pants. And what I wouldn't give to have that crazy Cuban lady sitting next to me or be able to pick up the phone and be blessed to have a conversation with her. Ruby Jewel, God, I miss you. She, <laughs> she had some of the craziest sayings. I, and I can't remember many of them, but she would come up with something and you would kind of look at her and it's like, really? Where did you get that from? She was brilliant. She was, she had a lot of wisdom. I miss that wisdom. I miss that wisdom. So there's, there's, there's a lot of people that I have had in my life that I have lost in my life that I would give anything to have another conversation with them. Who's that person in your life and how do you handle it? And what are the things that you do when that happens and you feel the pain from not being able to have that conversation? How is it for you when you are craving that conversation with someone that's no longer here that you can't have? Think about it. And how can you or what can you do to ease the pain? I just want to give you all a little bit of food for thought regarding this topic in this conversation that we're having about craving the conversations. You know, through life, there's a lot of times we get busy. Sometimes we are just too busy for people that we care about. We are too busy for friends, family, work gets in the way, TV gets in the way, Facebook gets in the way, somebody calls, we pick up the phone and we look at it. And we decide we're not going to pick it up. We're not going to, we'll call that person back. And then we forget to call them back. And we forget to have that conversation. And I think some regret comes with that. Because when somebody dies, you don't have that opportunity anymore. So I want to challenge you to be present, be on purpose, really work at your relationships. Don't take a single one for granted. Don't take a single phone call for granted. When somebody calls, pick up the phone. Way back when, when I was younger, when you had the rotary dial phones, <laughs> you didn't have caller ID. You didn't have call waiting. Trust me, my neighbors remember that. And the phone would ring and 12 people, at least in my family, 12 people would run to get the phone because you got excited that the phone rang. You got excited that somebody was picking up the phone and calling you. And then you realize it was for somebody else and you go throw the phone at them. That's how it happened in my house. Anyway, you picked up the phone. You didn't screen your calls. You didn't 
think about whether you had time for that conversation. You made time for that conversation. You were happy for that conversation. You were happy that that phone rang. You were happy to sit down and stop doing whatever it was you were doing to talk to that friend or talk to that family member. Now, not so much. Now we get so busy with work and life and Facebook and all types of social media and TV and on and on. I can go on and on and on. Guys, I can't emphasize enough the importance of embracing the relationships and the people that you have in your life and how important it is to become more on purpose on building those relationships and having those conversations and being present. Don't sit across the table from somebody that you're having dinner with or a drink with or coffee with, with your head down on your phone. Don't. What's more important, the person in front of you or what somebody is saying that they've got going on? Let's prioritize. Let's not regret and let's not wait for that moment to come where you crave a conversation that you can't have because the person's no longer there. I can't emphasize it enough. Don't do it. Don't regret it. Don't wish. Could have, should have, would have. Don't do it. So when that phone rings next week, tomorrow, today, in a minute from now, no matter who it is, whether you have time for it or not, Take five minutes and make time for that call. But when it's somebody that is your family and it's a friend and it's someone that matters in your life, pick up the phone. Don't send it to voicemail. Don't say, I will try to call later because a lot of times you don't make that time. Time is now. You do not know what tomorrow will bring. You have absolutely no idea what's in store for you tomorrow. Don't take it for granted. Don't take your friendships, your relationships, your family for granted. Pick up the phone, have those conversations, enjoy those conversations, remember those conversations long after someone that you love is gone because craving the conversation after someone is gone is extremely painful. Y'all have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us this week for another episode of Raw and Real. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app so you get notification of all new episodes. 